0: Kay Conroy. And I'm And this is Other People's Business, which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, which is the largest business association in the country. For more info on us, visit njbia.org. We release a new episode every other Wednesday, so be on the lookout. Shout out to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance. They provide home, auto, and workers' comp insurance, and they're the official sponsor of the show, so check them out if you need some insurance.
1: Okay, so just a couple housekeeping matters. Our show drops every other Wednesday, just like she said. You can catch it on iTunes, Google Play, really wherever you can view a podcast, we're going to be there. If you're not into the whole podcast scene, you don't want to have to figure out how to like download one of those. We're on YouTube. You can catch our smiling faces every other Wednesday. Um, either way we'd really encourage you to subscribe. So, you know, it can be really rough remembering to come in every other week and catch the show, but if you subscribe at njbia.org/subscribe, then they'll send you a notification whenever we're new. So, with us today is Emeka Ogu of People Joy. Say hi and let the
0: audience hear your voice. Hey everybody. Okay, right. hey, where'd you come from today?
2: I came from Philadelphia today.
0: Philadelphia. Thanks for making the commute. My no gosh, problem. that's a drive. <laughs> how long did that take? It's about, a little,
2: about 40, 40, 45 minutes.
0: I always forget how close we are to yeah, Philly. Not too far. Yeah. I, I'm from North Jersey, so like
2: mm-hmm.
0: f- from North Jersey, Philly's like an hour and a half. It, like, is. it just takes way too long.
2: Mm. Yeah. I'm from North Jersey as well, so when I'm taking that, so my parents live in, a uh, family lives in Union, Union Township, nice. so I make it drives about an hour, hour, 45 minutes.
0: I love Union. Yeah. My nice. mechanic is in Union. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> should I do a Hopefully show? Hopefully it
2: wasn't mine. because my, I had a <laughs> Union mechanic that wasn't too good. Really? I, I'm uh, not, I'm not gonna ooh. throw them under the bus, but,
0: uh. <laughs> mine is Belford Automatics, <laughs> not, not, not them. Awesome. So you're a good hands. Okay, so. good. What <laughs> happened to your car that you yeah, determined
2: well, that
1: your mechanic was not so so,
2: so, I went to get the, uh, the radiator cleaned, apparently mm-hmm. my radiator, needs to be cleaned. Sounds
1: like a pretty simple thing. Very
2: simple thing, and so I got it cleaned. And this is at this time I'm living in Bloomfield, with so I had a roommate in Bloomfield. I love
0: Bloomfield. I lived in Bloomfield. I know. Yeah,
2: we were so I'm I'm going to work one day. Actually, I was I was was traveling, and then I get a call from my roommate at the time that uh, my car was in the mechanic. This was after I had gotten the radiator fixed, and he said antifreeze was leaking into the car. No, uh, from the radiator. So wow. called my mechanic, you know, he got it towed. Then he told me that it wasn't from the radiator and that I had to pay $300 for the tow and then the work to be done. Uh, so that's, uh, yeah. that's that story. So stop, stop going, going to him after. That's
1: after awful. That. Yeah. I had a problem with the dealer once where they um, they did a basic oil change and they forgot to put the cap back on, (gasps) and so you know as I was driving, oil was splashing all over you know the inside. I don't know anything about cars, but whatever it would splash onto the engine, whatever, and then you know just leaking out onto my uh, the driveway. It took us a while because I'm not a car person to figure out what that little puddle was underneath the car in my (laughs) driveway. But yeah, it was awful. Yeah, you know, it's such a simple mistake, right. but like important not to make. You know, very yeah,
0: very important. Mm. All right, so today's icebreaker is: Have you ever completed anything on your bucket list?
2: Hmm. Uh, I have. So one of the things on my bucket list was to visit Australia, Ooh. and my wife and I visited Australia last year for our five-year anniversary, and it was oh, amazing. Really? One of the things. It's. it's Australia takes a while to get to it's about a 15 wow. 16 hour flight so it's one of those things that you have to plan for well in advance yeah. but can you well do that one shot? shot
0: did you fly direct
2: uh, we actually did we fly direct we no we we had a layover
0: okay going
2: there and the layover back yeah. okay hmm. so, but I think there are flights going direct uh, you have to go from Houston or down 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 in the south to fly
0: really yeah Nobody fights direct from here.
2: No, they just launched those. I think last year the direct Australian fights. Huh.
0: That's interesting.
2: Yeah, then you were probably better
1: off just you know letting that work itself out yep. for a little while, getting the kinks out. Yeah, you know, anything new like that, you know, like yeah. I'm okay with the layover. You know, let's let's take some time to regroup.
0: Yeah. I, you know, okay? So yes. I was gonna argue with you, but
1: Do you sh- really want to be the first person to take the flight from no. like New Jersey to Australia? I really don't. I really don't. I
0: really don't. But I did just take the the United Airlines, shout out to United, from Newark, not like JFK or LaGuardia, mm-hmm. to Tokyo. Oh. It was a direct fourteen hour flight, and it was great. Like I mm-hmm. have nothing bad to say about it. It was easy, it was on time, really great. Um, so I'm curious, did, how long did you stay in Australia?
2: Uh, we were there for nine days.
0: Okay, right. Uh-huh. So, like, 15-hour flight, you want right. to make it...
2: You want to make it worth your yeah, while. And yeah,
0: and the time difference.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and once you're out there, you just want to sort of stay up until nighttime so you can actually That's get right. adjusted to the time frame. So, honestly, the jet lag wasn't... Didn't feel that, that bad. I was pretty surprised. I feel more jet lag when I'm flying over to SF than I felt when I was... <laughs> What's SF? Could, San Francisco. San Francisco. Okay, <laughs> I'm
0: like, I think I know what that means, yeah, but
2: Because I felt that... I don't fly know, enough. <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't too bad. But okay. when we were out there it was amazing. We went to Sydney, we went to the Great Barrier Reef, we went to Ayers Rock, which is right in, you know, the the Great Outback as they call it, you know, right in the middle of the desert, camp, camping under the stars. Uh almost got attacked by a wild dingo, luckily we did not. But, uh <laughs> that sounds so made up. <laughs> yeah, so so it's funny because the um we're camping. Yeah. So the, we did we did it was and I'll show you, obviously, a country and a continent. So the first the first stop, uh, Sydney, it's almost like being in New York or San Francisco, right. very well-developed, et cetera. You honestly didn't really feel like we were in another country. And then the Great Barrier Reef is obviously, it's amazing. Um, if er, I encourage everybody, if you have a chance, go see it because it's not going to be around. Mm. Apparently, it's yeah. going to be gone in our really? lifetime. Yeah, yeah, just with the pollution and everything. Uh, but also amazing experience but very different right Mm -hmm. you're out there you're near the water um so you know we're snorkeling we're diving doing all that good stuff that was fun and then uluru we were literally um you're out in the desert you're huffing it so we go from hotels to literally camping uh in a sleeping bag with no tent and uh so you're exposed you're out in the outdoors and we would have these campfires and apparently wild dingoes love heat and they think that they're they look at humans as part of the pack so uh, at night we sit in a in a circle right sort of to kind of protect the circle that night though my wife and I was sort of it was a broken circle so it was more like a question mark Is
0: that the circle? <laughs> uh, we,
2: we were the dot <laughs> and so we're close to the fire and then all of a sudden out the bushes we hear barking from far you always hear them at night but then this dog just emerges out of the bushes to get close to the fire and you know it, it's you think all these things, you play all these scenarios out in your mind of what you would actually do when mm-hmm. a wild dingo, God yell, I'm going to scream, I'm going to, I'll fight, the, whatever you think. All that goes out the window. You're cowering. Right. You're sleeping bag. Over your head. No. Can I ask a dumb question? What does a
1: dingo look like? Like, I, I, I don't even have a visual. Like, what kind of a thing am I... Because
2: you said a dog. Does yeah. it look like a dog? It looks like a dog. So it's, okay. like, a, it's like a wild dog. Like a coyote? Um, uh, they're a little bigger than that. Okay. A little more muscular than that. But, huh. um, yeah, I mean, we... we Unfortunately, um, it was dark. I didn't really get a chance to. <laughs> and I wasn't really trying to. So no, oh, shit, oh, now. I, I was almost trying to play dead, but but not really dead. Make a couple sounds so it knows, like, hey, there's somebody here. Don't go over and be curious. Um, so that happened. And then another thing uh, about Australia. So in Sydney, the weirdest thing is the way we have uh, birds here. So at night you see flocks of birds. At night in Sydney, there's flocks of bats. Oh, God. Yeah. So, sorry, not Sydney. In um, in uh, the Great Barrier Reef. Oh. So we're... we're they're at night and all of a sudden you look up in the sky and it's literally black with bats they're fruit bats though so they're not vampire bats okay. or like that that's but it's still it takes a while to sort of
0: yeah just oh attack. that would terrifying. And, and yes. the yes.
2: of some of these can be like four or five feet what so it's it's terrifying yeah it yeah scary.
1: bats are the sort of thing that if you ask the average person if they're scared of bats they're gonna say no like you know, right. nobody's got like a fear of bats yeah. But when it's in front of you, and there's 200 of them, (laughs) them and they've got, what, a five-foot wingspan? exactly. No.
0: That's like the size of a cat, because if you think about a five-foot wingspan, the body...
1: That's the size of, like... It's a newborn
0: baby. (laughs) No. Like, you're
1: around the five-foot mark, right?
0: Yeah, I'm five-foot zero.
1: So, a bat the size of you.
0: That's crazy.
2: Yeah, no. It can get pretty, yeah, it gets pretty intense. And, you know, the first night when you're looking at these, you know, they say it's fruit bass, but you don't know. It's so one of them gonna run into me, it's gonna bite But it was it was it was fine. It was But yeah, I don't oh know if I'm God. selling Australia right now
0: or I've always <laughs> with wild deagles and
2: bats, but it is yeah. beautiful. It is it was amazing. It was an amazing experience.
0: So I've always heard that Australia is amazing and beautiful and wonderful, but like it is the kind of place where you will you could like get killed. Like like right. the the scorpion or some kind of spider, some random thing that we just don't have here. Right. You'll just die because it, it,
2: it's it's like a real, it's like Jumanji. You're no. you with, <laughs> Jumanji. Robin Williams and yes. it's like all these things coming out that can it's yeah. I remember it's watching like some episode of Steve
1: <laughs> Irwin's show, and he was handling this thing called the bird eating spider, and he was like deliberately trying to make it angry so that we could see what would happen if like it did get angry. So it was like, I'm going to stick my thumb right up in here. And like he does it's a this great and accent. this thing starts like Yeah, I know I'm terrible. So this thing starts like spraying oh these, gosh. His, um, it's like venom. Quite, probably? Not venom, it's like porcupine quills. Like it's spraying them and it's getting in his mouth. And he's like choking and coughing because he's like, yeah, it's getting... I'm going to try to do it again. It's getting in my throat. <laughs> no, I'm really bad. I can't do it. So, like, I'm like, wow, this thing is killing you on the air. Like, you know, stop. <laughs> that is hug. insane. Yeah, it's like the kind of stuff that just like walks around out there, at least that we think. Yeah, you know? the things we
2: do for likes these days. Yeah, exactly. yes!
0: <laughs> Oh, my God.
2: How about you? What
1: have you done on your uh, bucket list?
0: Oh, um... It was sort of accidental so i was in japan with some friends in the shinjuku district and we walked by um a karaoke place like one of those places where you can rent a room and do karaoke and it sounds like really professional Mm. and they bring you drinks and Mm. it's like this private comfortable room we did that on a whim but i was the driving force behind that and i didn't realize it until we were halfway through that it was like a bucket list thing. Like, i it's not something that I would have thought to put on my bucket list, but I was like, I was so happy to have done it. It felt amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, it was great. Cool. Yeah, what about you?
1: I've done a lot of stuff on the bucket list. So I went skydiving. Oh, wow, how's that? Great. (laughs) Wouldn't do it again. You know, you can say you've done it. You've crossed (laughs) that one off. It's gone. I've gone overseas, you know. I would say the biggest thing that I've done on my bucket list that was like the hardest, so I... Are you aware of what imdb is like the internet movie database yes so you don't live under a rock so yeah no i'm some people don't (laughs) so you rate movies and as you do it the community has like certain ratings and as that happens they aggregate the top 250 like greatest movies of all time as rated by all the users so it took me like a year and a half but i saw all 250 so i just went through one by one you know wow. skipping the ones that i've already seen and loved but yeah like it took a while did and you- i got introduced to a lot of stuff i wouldn't have watched otherwise and That's the, really know, new cool favorites idea. and all
0: that yeah did you rent or Buy them or how I did you? I took a lot of
1: them out of the library actually. Okay. Yeah. But
0: were they mostly ones that you'd heard of or were any of them scared? Some I hadn't scared? heard
1: of at all. But yeah like um, remember when we were talking many episodes ago about like Feud, Betty and Joan. Yeah. So Whatever Happened to Baby Jane was yeah. one that I watched like that. Um, all About Eve, speaking of Betty Davis is yeah. another great
0: one. Sunset
1: Boulevard are... I had never seen and that's one of my favorites now. So. Nice. Yeah. Casablanca. A lot of these things that, like, as a movie fan, I should have seen, you know, growing up. But, like, you watch the same, like, five, ten movies just right. over and over again. Like, like I've seen Back to the Future, like, 300 times. Yeah. It's my favorite movie. but
0: It's like know. comfort food. Yeah, exactly. You know you love it. Right? Yeah. You have certain
1: go-tos. Yeah.
0: did you see that meme um, my god I can't even remember where I saw it but I saw it today it was about settling down on a Friday night or Saturday night to watch a movie entails scrolling through Netflix for like an hour and then choosing a movie you've seen already and scrolling through your phone for you know another two hours while you listen to it
1: credit where credit is due because she's going to watch this that was Vicky.
0: Nice, you're right, it was <laughs> Vicki. Shout out to Fat Girl Chronicles, yeah. Vicky White. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sorry, I didn't mean to yell totally. No. Thank you, absolutely, love it. Okay, um, so I think that was the sure. tricker. So, Ameka, tell us what you do at
2: what is it, People Joy? People Joy. So, at People Joy, we help uh, employers attract, retain, and engage talent uh, using student loan assistance as an employee benefit. Uh, for those. Folks who aren't aware, student loans is is currently at $1.5 trillion in outstanding student debt, impacting over 44 million uh, Americans. Uh, My my wife and I are two of those Americans that were impacted. Uh, Between the two of us, we graduated with a combined $400,000. Wow.
0: Jesus. Oh my God. A lot of debt.
2: Uh -uh. And so, you know, for me, I was one of those folks coming out of school. I went to Rutgers uh, undergrad. Uh, Luckily enough to come out of undergrad with no debt. Uh, Avid saver, maxing out my 401k, mm-hmm. uh, participating in my employee stock purchase plan, etc. All that stopped after business school when I came out with $120,000 in student loans. Yeah. Between the loans, between renting an apartment in New York, between saving up for a wedding and a ring for my mm-hmm. girlfriend, now wife not a lot left to actually put to his retirement. Of course. And so when you look at the larger demographic of folks with student loans, obviously 400000 is a little extreme, but the average person is coming out with thirty $40,000. Uh, they are not able to save for retirement either. And so what we've done is designed a program where employees can, one, give uh, a matching contribution to help their employees, employers can give a matching contribution to help their employees pay off their debt faster, or provide a platform where they can give education and guidance to help them navigate the different federal loan programs out there that provide relief, uh, as well as you know refinancing through lower uh, repayment rates uh, and different services to help uh, give give people um, ways to lower the lower the debt payments.
0: That's amazing.
2: Hey, you guys are doing the Lord's good work. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so, you know.
0: so, for instance, BIA matches, right? So let's say they match eight percent. You could, I, if I. Had a lot of student loan debt. I paid mine off. I'm I'm old though, uh, but if I still had it, I could ask them to like put that eight percent toward my student loan debt, like to match.
2: Right, exactly. So very similar to how a 401k match works, uh, the student loan repayment uh, plan works very similarly. So on average, employers are giving you know anywhere from fifty to a hundred dollars a month. So typically it's a fixed contribution, but they'll cap it. Uh, so you're looking at twelve hundred dollars a year. The difference between A student loan repayment assistance and a four hundred one k match is that the student loan repayment is taxable, so Uh, it's not going to be a one to one in that sense. uh, It you know it would it would go under a different different bucket. Sure, But but the concept is the same as far as they can do a percentage match or they can do a fixed contribution.
0: That's amazing.
2: Where do you guys step into the scenario? Because like
1: let's say she says like B I A matches the eight percent, you know they could just do that. Right, (laughs) that's a great question.
2: So we get that a lot from employers. One, well, why don't, why don't, why can't I manage this myself? So if you look at sort of number of different students. I was worried servers. about asking right. that exact question. Right. Because
1: I was it's like, I don't want question. this to be a promotion for you no, but, that turns into a why you shouldn't
2: go with them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's a fair question. One is just ease of use. As far as making payments to, to a student loan, uh, it's not as easy as it would, you know, with Venmo and PayPal, there's a lot of, everybody sort of to this rapid payment uh, sort of mm. uh, functionality. That doesn't work in the student loan space. Right. A lot of times you're still using check, you're still picking up the phone and making calls, etc. And so, and the way loans are set up, Uh, your employee may have three or four different loans and within one loan they may have three or four different subloans and so being able to manage those payments and handle and track those uh, as an employer on top of the millions of other things you have to do on a daily basis it just isn't scalable so we're able to do that um, in a pretty seamless fashion and and make it plug and play.
0: Wow, so you're like the administrator. Exactly. That's amazing. Mm. How long have you been doing that? Two years. Wow. And is it relatively easy to to pitch to employers um, and get them to understand how their employees are going to love this?
2: I think it is. I mean, when we first started two years ago, it was a fairly new concept and it took a while for folks to wrap their heads around. I think when you turn on the news uh, today, student loans is is one of the big topics. Any yeah. person coming out of school, you know, well into their thirties, forties, uh, mm-hmm. is, is struggling with student debt. You have parents who've taken out debt yeah. uh, for their kids. So it's, it's really crushing. it's really top of yeah. mind now. Uh, one of the great things I think about New Jersey is they recently passed the uh, the STEM loan redemption bill, which essentially mm-hmm. the state is going to make a, a matching contribution to any money that the an employer puts towards their employee student loans. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have specific fields within STEM. So, you know, with with uh, Governor Murphy's uh, push to really increase uh, the number of, of STEM talent, STEM talent in New Jersey, attract mm-hmm. and retain talent in New Jersey, uh, and obviously, folks are coming out with a ton of student debt. This is something that the state recently a bill the state recently hmm. passed to to help uh, stimulate growth and stimulate more companies offering this benefit. So, interesting.
0: Hmm. Wow. I'm loving the concept.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we've, we've heard a lot, um, you know, BIA, I want to find the right way to say this. We, um, we advocate for a lot of different issues. And Mm -hmm. one of them that we're always talking about is how employers want to give great benefits to their employees. You want to have that attractive package. Yeah.
0: Employee retention. Yeah.
1: I'm thinking coming out of college, if I saw something like that on the table, that would be an easy jump because, yeah. you know, thankfully like you, I've I finished paying everything off. Yeah. But that was scary in the beginning there because it you was. get what is it like the six months before you got to start paying it right. back and, you know, that's that's just terrifying. And
0: I went to state school. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't yeah. go to some expensive college. Yeah. And for my master's, I had an assistantship, so I had um my tuition was paid for and I got a um, a stipend. But I still had to take student loans because right. rent. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. groceries, there was there was nobody that was going to come and help with that, and it was it was tough.
2: And the cost of school, I mean, has just skyrocketed. Yeah. Even in the last ten years, tuition has doubled, and wages haven't caught up with that. And so you have a situation where when you adjust for inflation, wages have grown maybe twenty one percent in the last thirty years, mm-hmm. but the cost of tuition has has skyrocketed. Hmm. And so with today's generation, they're, they're really they're really squeezed. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, obviously, you want to go to college to increase your earning power, to increase your your uh, job opportunities, but you're coming out saddled with debt. Mm-hmm. And so it really uh, hurts your chances to save for retirement, uh, it increases stress, which obviously leads to health issues, a myriad of problems. And I think, um, you know, you said it earlier, you know, employers want to help. They mm-hmm. want to make a contribution. Uh, off. The challenge sometimes over the cost, the funding costs, right? Right. So, especially because it is a taxable benefit, uh, how do I, as an employer, come up with the funds? Uh, the reality is that if you look at the one and a half trillion dollars in student debt, ninety-three percent is owed to, to Uncle Sam, to the federal government.
0: Mm-hmm. So they uh, FAFSA, right?
2: Be, yeah, so so the government essentially, if, if you look at, that uh, if you look at the, I got a hot flash right. that ran. Out of <laughs> me that, that,
1: the form,
2: right, right. Mm-hmm. So you fill out that form, and then they they essentially decide how much they'll give you an aid, how much you can take out in loans, and there's varying interest rates depending on if you're undergrad or you're graduate. Uh, there's Parent Plus loans, there's Grad Plus loans, there's Perkins loans, there's Stafford loans, there's there's mm. tons of different loans. Um, the one benefit of the fact that the government owns that is that there are federal relief programs mm-hmm. out there uh, that don't require an employer contribution uh, That where well, the government will either help you uh, with repayment assistance, so they'll pay some of your interest back, they'll help you lower your payments, or they'll even give you loan forgiveness within 10 to 25 years. And this is out there. The, the challenge is that most people don't know how to enroll in these programs or maintain their eligibility in these programs. So in fact, just last year, uh, 99% of the folks who applied for public service loan forgiveness, which essentially will cancel your loans if you work at a nonprofit, were rejected.
0: Oh my God.
2: 99% were rejected for incorrect paperwork, for being in the wrong type of loan, uh, for not understanding eligibility requirements. So you have these programs that are out there In the federal government that will give you relief uh, but folks don't know how to access them and don't understand the necessary requirements for them so that's another service that we've started um, looking to address is helping people understand what's out there for them and giving them step-by-step guidance on how to actually get access to that
0: that's amazing i'm so impressed that you did that Like you really just saw a problem and you're like, I can fix that.
2: Like I like the name of
1: the company, People Joy. Yeah, you know, because it is. It is. It it is bringing joy to people (laughs) by taking away this crushing responsibility that they have in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So when we were on the phone before we um, before you came in, we were talking about um, a story you were telling me about your mom and your first job. Can you tell that story because it just makes my heart so warm and fuzzy?
2: Absolutely. So I started working when I was when I was fourteen. And you know, it, 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 I wanted to buy video games in Jordans, right? I was a <laughs> was, was fortunate kid, right? Wow. And, Be and, and you know, my parents were pretty cheap, and it's like there's, this is how much we're going to spend on sneakers and how much yeah. we're going to spend oh. on video games. Beyond that, you figure it out. So I said, you know what, I will. So the minute I graduated eighth grade, I got my worker's permit. At the time, you had to, you know, parents had to sign off and give you permission to yes. go out and work. Um, then I ended up getting a job at a at a school in Newark. So I would take the bus. From Union to, to, to Newark, you know, every day after school and over that, that summer, and so my first check, uh, you know, I'm 14, I need to go someplace to cash it. So my mom says you need a bank account, and so we go to uh, a bank and you know I cash this check, and you know I'm thinking of all the things that I should do with it, and she tells me you should buy a savings bond with that. And at the time, you know, being 14 and wanting- the sexiest person. <laughs> I know,
0: right? right? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, God's I, I, name, would I do is, that. This
2: is, I totally want to do this, right? right. <laughs> and so she's telling me about Series I bonds and Series E bonds and, you know, how you could earn 6% on, on these, which nowhere near, the rates aren't nowhere anywhere near yeah. that high these days. But I know, I then checked. It was right, <laughs> And so, you know, I'm looking at it, okay, I'm gonna put a hundred dollars into this right now, I'm gonna get a hundred and six bucks yeah. in a year. Hmm. Why? Right? right? Like explain to me why that would would be compelling to me. And then she starts telling me about compounding interest and how every year, year over year, um, that hundred and six dollars would now compound to six percent and it just grows. And, you know, she convinced me I bought a savings bond with my first check and, and every so often I'll continue to, to buy those savings bonds. And that really taught me, I think, the 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 miracle of compounding interest. The miracle, the miracle.
0: The miracle. I love it.
2: Where it works for you if you're investing, right. you know, if you're putting towards investments, but it works against you if you have debt, right? right? Mm. So just as well as it can compound quickly when your your interest grows uh, through savings, it also compounds, you know, with student debt and that interest capitalizes. But you know, I throughout high school, right. I, you know, I worked at this job and. It really came to me when, from my senior year of high school, my prom, I actually cashed out some of those savings bonds to help with it, and the money had grown. It had grown to, to an amount where it helped with that, and that really was what set the path for me of understanding uh, compounding interest, personal finance, and financial wellness, um, which is really, I think, the goal of PeopleJoyce, to help people just really um, you know, understand the basics of, of finance. It's not something that's taught to you Mm-mm. in school, right? I it never learned be. compounding interest in Me high neither. school. Me neither. I learned it in college. It was something that, you you know, if your parents aren't teaching you, you learn from the school of hard knocks, right? That's right. You learn from getting that credit card, having $5,000 on it, and paying the minimum monthly payment and not knowing why that balance never goes down when you're making payments every month yeah. because of compounding interest.
1: Yeah, yeah we... um. My wife, you know, she got her student loans and I think it was over a hundred thousand dollars at nine point something percent. Oh my god. And I remember we did the math because it's like criminal. she was paying a large amount every month when you know, around the time we graduated. And it never seemed to go down. Mm-hmm. And we noticed like we did the math, if you took all the money she threw at it in a year. Like she wasn't paying principal until October. Oof. Like let's just say like the first ten months worth of paid, you know, checks were just all interest. And that's terrible. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. It's a problem and I and I always share, my dad shared a story with me recently, and this is why I think I was uh, I know that I was meant to to start People Joy and really tackle this problem mm. because you know, he so my parents came to this country in the seventies, they both went to Rutgers as well is uh, Newark and my dad's paying his loans, you know, he, he got his master's here as well as he's, he's got a ton of student debt and the same problem, he's like, I don't understand why I'm uh, paying this every month and the balance isn't going down. Hmm. So he says, you know what, I'm not going to pay these anymore. <laughs> <laughs> now this is before I was born, this is before him and my mom were married. And so... She
0: would not have been cool he's, with that. No, she's...
2: Mm. My mom's an accountant. She's, <laughs> she's, 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 the, she's the, you know, she's the financially savvy one. Um, at, 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 you know, at, and so my... Uh, he tells me, so he's planning for the wedding, and then the, the week before the wedding, he he goes to his bank account to, he's got to put the deposits down, make the rest of the payments. Goes to his bank account. There's one penny. (gasps) (laughs) Uncle Sam. And so they garnish your wages. If the government garnishes your wages, if they have access to your bank account, they have access to your paycheck. They have (sighs) access to your Social Security check. There are there are folks who are retired who are getting their wages. Their Social Security checks garnished uh, for student debt. So you don't mess with Wait, Uncle Sam. people who
0: are retired, <laughs> retired are getting their social security checks garnished right. over their student debt. Right,
2: Death taxes and student. Loans. That's how long
0: it takes to pay these <laughs> off.
2: Debt taxes and student loan payments are pretty much what you wow. guaranteed in the United States. But so the, he's freaking out now because he's yeah. literally the he way, how wedding. How do I pay for this wedding? How do and and so my mom again being the financial, sa- financially savvy one. Um, you know, ended up, you know, they got it figured out. He called his lawyer. He figured out, you know, they got it sorted out. But she was she essentially foot at the bill for the wedding luckily she's a a loving also mm. financially savvy woman. Awesome, but i'm thinking man. like she could have easily turned around and said you know what screw you you're yeah. broke and yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be here today wedding so, <laughs> so student loans right it's, we're it's, really uh, grateful we're, that she said yes I'm glad she's, ah. i am <laughs>
0: you
1: know it's it's one of those things in life that is such a monumental accomplishment when you finally pay these off when I, like i was very fortunate i was on full scholarship you know so i only had to pay off my room and board which i Still to this day, called the most expensive rent of my life. Yeah. But when I finally finished paying it off, there was no like plaque that came in the mail. Right. Like you know, I, I wanted somebody to just like pat me on the back and be like, "Wow, good you job, know, good job." Because <laughs> you know, you think about it, and it's just like, "Wow, you." you it's yeah. on the level of like getting married, buying a house. You know, like, you finally get this monster off your back. Right. Yeah, nobody cares. And that's
2: so we care, right? And so one of the things we're able to do through our platform is essentially track those payments. So we're seeing when those payments get made. So as that balance goes to zero, you know, giving people that gratification of of rewarding them and saying congratulations. Yeah, you should too. Do you've done it. And not only that, but okay, you're you're condition. You've been conditioned to paying this three, four, five hundred, a thousand dollars a month already. Why don't Why don't you continue that? But put that towards retirement. Put that towards mm-hmm. a savings account mm-hmm. instead of just going out and spending it. So just conditioning yourself to—you've already budgeted yourself by lowering by, through that. Yeah. That a lot of folks don't do that though. after no. the massive party you throw. Right, right. after if the massive, you party, throw the the massive, massive vacation, party, the one time exactly. <laughs> no, but it's like when you pay off
0: your car, that payment goes away, and you could, should just put that right into your savings. Right. Like continue that 300, 400, whatever it is a month. Just Suck it away, yeah. but we have lifestyle
2: inflation. Re- we have oh, lifestyle I like inflation. That. Lifestyle the inflation. minute you get a salary increase or yeah. you, know, you you pay something off, your your lifestyle rises to what you make, and that's yeah. that's that's why we you know we we have folks on our platform. We have doctors, you have lawyers, you have people who make really great money, but are still living paycheck to paycheck. Because,
0: yeah, we so. don't live beneath our means. Right. We used to as a country, but we don't anymore. Right. It's a downer. Wow. (laughs) It's really depressing. On that note, On that note, I think we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to play a game. Cool. And we're back. And it is time to play a game called Awful or Awesome. What's going to happen is I'm going to name three things in quick succession. And we have to decide if they're awful or awesome and defend your answers. Are, Are you ready? Gentlemen? Let's do it. All Let's right. go. First up, documentaries.
1: Documentaries are awesome.
0: awesome. I agree. Oh, my gosh. Really? All three of us love documentaries? Yeah. I'm That's a film kind of fan. A I don't discriminate
1: on the genre. So, yeah. Okay, then. Yeah. Any um, recent faves? Recent faves? I don't know. I haven't... Hmm. It's been a while since I've seen anything I really liked. Um, I loved uh, Exit Through the Gift Shop. That was a while ago, though. Mm. And um, The King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters. And... Uh, Let's say another favorite would be like "He Named Me Malala." So
0: wow, yeah. all mine are like Ken Burns. I, I, I'm lame. Those are long though, right? I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you? yeah.
2: So this this uh, holiday break, I actually had a chance to take a take a little bit of a break and binge watch some Netflix. Nice, uh, nice. And uh, one of the things I re- watched recently, it was a Netflix series on uh, ancient civilizations. So you got to see Mayan culture, uh, Roman Empire, nice. G- Greek empires, and just sort of see how different civilizations came about, um, and all the sort of uh, controversy behind it. It was literally like watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> where you just you know the history books <laughs> when you're in school, they really only show the surface, but then you see all the cutthroat things that happen behind the scenes. So it was really interesting just to see how these different civilizations 2,000, 3,000 years ago were super advanced and some of the the innovations that they were able to come up with. So I'm a history buff. I love watching old- old, Me too. uh,
0: I got to check that out. Yeah,
2: so it's really great. All
0: right, cool. Yeah. The one that I love and I go back to every once in a while is the Civil War. Ken Burns' Civil War. God, that was an amazing, amazing piece of filmmaking. I'll have to check it out. You've never seen it?
1: No, again, the length.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, okay, so one of the ways that I got through it was that I do a lot of sewing, and so I would have it on in the background while I was listening to the to it, and I would be sewing at the same time. Mm. Um, but I will never forget the story that he told about Manassas, which is where the Civil War started. It's close enough to D.C. that spectators took picnics to Manassas because everybody knew that it was going to happen, like it was going to start, like that was the weekend that the fight was gonna start spectators took horses and carriages and picnics in their families to watch the start of the civil war and it did not go well
1: Yeah, I would imagine.
0: It did not go well,
1: right. This is pre-Netflix, you know, there's not a lot of options (laughs) for entertainment.
0: (laughs) Right, and of course, Washington was considered a northern city, and so these spectators were northerners, and it did not go well for the north, and then so suddenly the northerners are routed, and the southerners are winning, and you've got these spectators who are jumping on their horses and trying to get out of dodge, and not getting very far because the southerners were like, I'm going to take that horse now because wow. I can, and I've got a gun, and you're going to get out of there, and you're going to walk wow. back to Washington, D.C. from Manassas, <laughs> Virginia.
1: That's actually better than I thought this story was going to
0: I, I mean, thought yes. people were going to get like musketed. And, you know. <laughs> well, there were no muskets, but yeah, they, there were definitely probably a oh, lot well, of civilian our... deaths. Okay. I think, man, you know, you, you're right. I was thinking bayonet. No, you're right. There were muskets. I'm oh, sorry. I was thinking about
1: that, too. Like I was thinking about somebody getting stabbed just there, because I don't they think came to watch the show. There were
0: swords. Mm. But I don't think there were bayonets, but yeah, muskets. Okay. Definitely civilian deaths, though. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, so.
0: not a great idea to take a picnic to a war.
1: Extreme spectators. I <laughs> <You> know, right?
0: <laughs> All right, the next one is uh, magic shows.
1: Ooh. Um, I, don't know. I don't know if I have an awful or awesome. I would say we'll go with awesome, but they could be bad and they can be great. <laughs> yeah. I watched one on Netflix years ago, and I wish I remember the name of the guy who did it. but he was a comedian I guess because he was like deliberately bad at magic so he got on the stage and he like brought his you know person up and he'd be like here pick a card and you know she took the card and he goes okay remember what that card was so then he throws all the cards up in the air takes out a knife and stabs one of the card And shows it to her, and he's like, Is this your card? And she goes, No. He's like, Yeah, but wouldn't that be wild if that was it? And then there was like another time where he was putting all these razor blades in his mouth, and like all this blood is coming out, and he's like, I'm not going anywhere with this. (laughs) Like, God, this was a bad idea. (laughs) That's terrible. Yeah. What do you think? I would say say awesome.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I grew up under, you know, David Blaine, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who's sort of public displays of magic, so those are always awesome.
0: Yeah, I kind of agree. I love the the kitty magic shows, like when somebody's come in and you can watch a bunch of kids be like, whoa, like that's really fun. Hmm. I don't love the David Blaines because I feel like I don't want to go to Vegas and pay actual money to see somebody do magic. Like if it's free on TV, but then if it's free on TV, I'm like, something's up. It's so got to support Like, people special either. effects. I don't okay. know. Right. But um, whenever I think about magic shows, I think of Job from Arrested Development. <laughs> and it always makes me smile, so I guess I got to go with Awesome. Hmm.
1: I was just thinking of um, Penn & Teller had a show like a couple years ago, and I don't know if they still do it, where magicians would come on the show and try to trick them. Like, you know, you'd be like, oh, where's this water bottle? <laughs> where did it go and they'd be like ah oh, wait a minute i just saw you throw that over the side only far more complicated magic than that you know and like i guess the weird thing about it was like they didn't want to reveal the secrets because you know right. magic is a very right. like close-knit thing so like the whole show it consist of like somebody doing a magic trick and you would win money i guess if you um were able to trick them and they'd be like no we know what you did Move on. You know what I mean? Like that's Ooh. kind of a con right there. Like they can yeah. just be like, Oh yeah, we know what you did there, you know, and maybe not, but
0: they'd have guess... to cut to commercial and, and sit. Maybe like, I like I wonder of. if
1: they like went over to them and they're like you know, and
0: right. Oh yeah, that's how I did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All uh, right. Last one, video games.
1: Video games are awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think? Awesome. Really? Both awesome. of you? Yeah.
2: Absolutely.
0: I get too competitive. Like, I had to cut myself off. That's what off. makes them awesome. I, yeah, I don't know. I used to throw controllers against the wall until they would <laughs> rage rattle me. Right, <laughs> I would rage quit video. And it wasn't even, like, a lot. I would obsessively play Super Mario Brothers. Great game. Until I got to, like, the ninth level. I think, like, nine or There is were eight,
1: but I'll give you that. Whatever.
0: I'm oh, you know? sorry. Eight level eight. Why? Why eight levels? That's so arbitrary. <laughs> but anyway, I would get to the very end, and I couldn't make that last jump over and over and over again, and I finally just lost it. And ever since then, I'm like, you know, video games don't always bring out the best in people. I'm, I'm just not. I'm gonna cut myself off from that. I don't, I don't need that stress in my life.
2: Wow. What are your favorites? Yeah. So I mean, so <laughs>
0: I'm just gonna go past that. <laughs> it's, Fine. It's, uh,
2: you know I think video games, especially, just sort of they've at at advanced to the point where. You know, if you look at some of these new Xbox 360s, et cetera, I look at some of them. There's like 30 buttons <laughs> on the mm-hmm. controller. Yeah. It, it seems so complicated. I like more of the the mobile app games. So okay. I'm more of a you know Candy Crushes, the, the puzzles, the kind of single tap oh, sort of mobile phone games. I can get into that, that. That to me is more. Is my that a speed video game? Now. Do we consider uh, that I a video game? I count video games. Actually,
0: I am all about video I, games. I, then. I, wow. I
2: think the you know the mobile phone is is you know has the computing power it has a controller of a in your pocket. super nintendo or even an xbox you know just kind of the, the, the sophistication there so yeah. i i put mobile app games in, into that that Love video it. game genre and i uh-huh. think in fact you know it's it's opened video games up to a broader set of people sure. than you know you typically think of a video game where you're thinking of a 16 year old kid in his you know in his basement somewhere playing metal gear you know or something you're yeah. solid or something like that but i think with with a mobile phone now, it's opened it up to a lot of people.
1: Yeah, I'll be a a die-hard Mario Kart Diablo (laughs) fan until the day I die, but one of the things that I've gotten into a lot recently, you mentioned that, you know, they've come a long way in their development. Now we're at a point where they can tell us deep stories through these things you know and stories where you know you can just kind of like kick back like you're watching netflix and you make a choice like you know you've got a character and the character somebody says something to your character your character gets a few options in what they can say back and whatever you choose drives the story in that direction choose your own story yeah exactly like more so than just like in the past where maybe like all right do we do option a or option b jump to page 58 you know like this is like you have different options for your personality that you're building and all that. And the story just adapts to like what you're right. doing. If you ever wanna get into something like that, I would recommend this to everyone on the planet. Telltale's The Walking Dead season one is a masterpiece in choosing your own adventure storytelling, you know? You can get it on your mobile phone, you can get it on anything that runs like software these days, PC, everything. That's awesome. So check it out, Walking wow. Dead season one. It's not That's the good. same thing as The Walking Dead show, definitely like by the same you know like it's in the same right. copyright you know it's not like just coincidentally named <laughs> but you don't have to have seen it's the show it's different characters all together so that your character does what your character wants them to do
0: hmm. yeah are they the same characters
1: no i um, Glenn makes an appearance I think in the beginning and then after that it's just unique characters because if you think about it you don't want to be beholden to having Rick act like Rick So, like, if you're making decisions that are not Rick-like, then it becomes less and less The Walking Dead. Sure. You know, so you want it to be your own story, and, you know, yeah. Interesting. If you want to be the jerk, and everybody in your team hates you, and in the end, when you're, like, getting swarmed by zombies, no one comes to help you, (laughs) that can be your story. Or you can be the nice guy and help everybody out and go out of your way, and then in the end, you've got, like, a whole team, you know, like, that's the kind of thing you can do.
0: Yeah. Sounds really cool. It is really
1: cool. You should check it out. I'm not
2: going to do that. You should totally.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm not going to do that. Because it's,
1: it's one of those things. Like, Netflix recently got into the game. They made that movie, um, Bandersnatch, not that long ago. Like, I uh, want to say, by the time this airs a couple months ago, okay. it was a Choose Your Own Adventure Netflix movie. Right. And they gave you option A, option B, and you would just, like, on your remote pick, like, whichever. Huh. But this is a lot better than that. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I think that was the game. Sure. All
1: right. So, yeah. Ameka, what's one piece of advice you'd give to your younger self?
2: It's a, it's a,
1: it's a deep question. A deep, deep it question. is,
2: and you know, I would, and and it's funny because it's uh you know I think every year you have your New Year's resolutions mm-hmm. and it gives you time to reflect. And so I think you know if I could go back and tell my younger self anything, it would just be to to take more risk, mm-hmm. uh, especially early on. I think I think you know when I was in my twenties, it was really focused on sort mm-hmm. of. Following Compound interest. interest. <laughs> Compound interest. <laughs> That's how I spent my 20s. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Buying savings bonds. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> Grew up too fast. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, you know, really focused on on just sort of, you know, following what I guess was a prescribed life path mm-hmm. um, at the time, which, you know, again, there's nothing wrong with that, but I think uh, having, taking more risk, and, you know, somebody gave me a, a quote once, where the you know, risk only look genius when, when they make sense, right? Everything is insane if when it works out, right? And then when, if, it, if it doesn't work out, people think you're insane. If it does work out, you're a genius. Mm-hmm. So being comfortable with people looking at you and saying like, hey, why are you taking that risk? Why are you walking away from a, a, a stable job or, or you know this big brand business, et cetera? Um, just knowing that if it works out, everyone's gonna th- thank you for it. And if it doesn't, they're gonna look at you insane anyway. So just mm-hmm. being comfortable with with who you are, I think that just comes with time and wisdom, but if I could again go back in time and talk to myself, it would just be, take a little more risk.
1: Cool. That's awesome. Anything you want to promote coming up or that your company does or anything like that?
2: Yeah, so, you know, again, as I mentioned, student loan repayment assistance is something that we offer for employers that want to make a contribution. However, we also offer uh, a tool that doesn't require an employer contribution. We know that uh, many employers want to participate, but may not necessarily be able to cover the funding costs. Uh, so we actually have a, a virtual assistance tool uh, think of it as an artificially intelligent student loan counselor wow. where that's you can awesome. actually as an employee upload your student loans to this tool and we'll let you know what you're eligible for within the federal loan programs we'll actually take a step forward and enroll you in those programs so do all that paperwork so when I mentioned earlier about people getting rejected for incorrect paperwork or not knowing what loan uh, programs they should be in we handle all that for them end to end and that's something where they can go on to our our website and get a free analysis uh, of what they're eligible for uh, with, with our, with our uh, on our website. So that's something that we think we want to make available to everybody. Uh, it doesn't require an employer contribution. Uh, it's free for the analysis and it helps you identify what you're eligible for on the federal loan program side and actually helps you enroll in those programs.
0: That's huh? amazing.
1: Huh? Wow. So you sold me, but let's say I'm an <laughs> employer out there and I want to know how I can get involved, get, you know, this going at my company. How do I get in touch with you guys?
2: So you can go on our website at www.peoplejoy.com or you can email us at hello at peoplejoy.com. That's so like friendly. That. It's not info
0: at ad, It's we're hello. At, we're, a
2: happy we're at happy people. Joy. Like that. It's people, P-E-O-P-L-E-J-O-Y.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Okay. I think that might be our show. That's our show. This is really fun. Mm-hmm. Thank you to our listeners, especially our subscribers. This is always fun. No, you're right, it is. Huh. But I feel like I really learned something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you to our listeners, especially the subscribers. We appreciate the support. Thank you to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group, the official sponsor of the show. They do home, auto, and workers comp, so check them out. And finally, thanks to Ameka Uku of People Joy for joining us today. Thank
2: you for having me. I had a great time.
0: It was a pleasure. You. Thank you. All right, see you next time. Bye.